Hey folks, welcome to today's session. I'm super excited for the conversation we're going to have today with a brewmaster. I know that's not the typical job roles and professions that most people think of. However, it's a role that is so unique and something I didn't even know existed until of course, I turned 21. I know a lot of the folks that are listening are likely not of age to drink beer yet. However, there are educational institutions like UC Davis that have brewing programs, which is super cool. And I'm sure some of you might be interested in learning more about it. So we have a phenomenal brewmaster to join us today from one of my favorite breweries, Hen House, to share more about his path. Before we introduce our guest, for those that haven't been here to our channel just yet, my name is Tiffany Fu, and I am a college and career service provider, very passionate about helping professionals and students figure out their career path, especially through post-secondary education. So go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel slash podcast so you can get all things college and career here. Let's go ahead and introduce our guest, Zach Kelly. Hi, Zach. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. It's going to be so much fun. And if you can just share a little bit more about what you do exactly as a brewmaster and the educational path that you've um, done as well as doing right now. My job as brewmaster really at this point um, is to to guide the direction of the production department in this brewery. So I have about uh, 14 direct reports right now. So those are brewers, cellarmen, and uh, packaging folks, and then um, some leads in between there. So my job at this point is less hands-on, um, though I did uh, do a lot of scrubbing floors and uh, bottling and packaging and brewing, brewing sugar water to uh, get myself here. My uh, educational background is I started... Um, college out of high school um, in communications and actually theater. And then I've recently in the past couple of years uh, started going back to school to study um, environmental science. That's awesome. Wh which school is that that you're studying at? So right now I'm at the uh, Santa Rosa Junior College. Um, and then depending on how uh, this all shakes out, I might uh, switch over to Sonoma State. So both places up here in uh, Santa Rosa, uh, the North Bay. Yeah, I actually just visited Sonoma State. It's just such a gorgeous campus. And it was interesting because all the buildings were named after different, I think, wines, right? It was like a Zinfandel <laughs> building and Chardonnay. It was really cool. Yeah, you'll find a lot of that here. My town uh, also has, you know, uh, things like Riesling Lane and all that kind of stuff here. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I love that you are continuing your path on education, Zach. That's great. All right, let's jump into the first question. When did you know you wanted to get into this industry and become a brewmaster? Um, so I pretty much when I started this career, um, I was uh, working in a dead retail uh, location that was closing. And so what ended up happening was that this spot called Keegan Ales in upstate New York. It's still there. It's one of the first craft breweries in the Hudson Valley. Mm -hmm. They had an opening coming and a good friend of mine uh, was like, hey, we just need somebody that can uh, wants to do some grunt work, move kegs, um, clean stuff, uh, do deliveries out of the back of a pickup and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, part time. And I was like, yeah, of course. Uh, went in there, got uh, got a good workout my first week. Um, 
and that part-time gig turned into a full-time gig pretty quickly. And it was a three-man operation. So it was basically the uh, head brewer, myself, and then um, one other one other guy that were all just kind of the extra hands of the, of the brewery. Um, and as we continued to grow, more responsibility was there. Um, just ended up stepping up and... You know, about six months later, I was starting to go in at five o'clock in the morning and learn to learn to mash in and, you know, what the kind of rhythm was for cleaning, brewing and um, going from there. And my real goal is just to uh, keep getting better at it and learning more and figure out uh, how to kind of let that be my career. That's awesome, Zach. And we talk a lot about this on our channel is happenstance. It just happened that someone needed you to step up. You rose up to the challenge and obviously did a great job and having a very successful career in this space too. So great work. Yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah, that kind of, that for just what that trajectory ended up being was I was there for, as a brewer at Keegan Ales for a couple of years, um, ended up doing some kind of production manager work there and doing more scheduling and everything. And then my um, beautiful wife, got her master's in library science. Oh. Uh, so we moved across the country to uh, pursue that. I worked at another brewery for a while, and then we ended up coming out to California, which is where her um, her family and good friends are. Um, and I got the job at Russian River Brewing. Mm. Um, I was the lead brewer there for about five years. And then I just recently made the transition to Hen House Brewing as brewmaster about six months ago. That's great. In five years, that's that's is that like a long time within the field at a certain brewery, or like what's the average? There seems to be. Um, I mean, it's a really still fledgling industry in a lot of ways. So uh, I remember it being a really big milestone at Keegan Ales when the country reached about seventeen hundred craft breweries, and at this point, we're over eight thousand uh, with. Uh, unknown number in planning right now. So probably probably between one and 2000 are in planning if I were just to, to yeah. hazard a guess, but that doesn't account for, you know, pipe dreams and, you know, uh, money hit under the bed and swear jars to buy brewery equipment, you know. That's a great point that you look at the data of how many breweries are currently, how much is growing, what it's almost like seven times as much when you enter the field. And the job outlook for you, it seems like it's only going to be going up higher and more opportunities are arriving. That's great. Yeah. So it's definitely a, um, you know, my, my time there was, seems like kind of middle of the road. There's a lot of people, a lot of folks that are, you know, kind of, kind of get their feet wet and decide that they want to, they want to open their own spot. There's some guys that have just been at the same spot for, you know, 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a real, you know, especially because, with all these new breweries opening that there's definitely a bit of like the old guard for some mm -hmm. of the older places, some of the, like the really large places, you know, the Genesis and the Yinlings and stuff like that have people that have just been there for their whole lives. And yeah. And then there's a lot of new places where people are just getting into their careers for their lives, you know? Awesome. Next thing I wanted to discuss with you is what type of preparation really re was required to enter in this field? I know that you kind of took the untraditional happenstance route. Maybe you can chat about that. And then also the traditional way that you've seen like other folks do as well. So yeah, my, my um, rags to riches story was a little bit more uh, scrappy. You know, I just kind of fell into, fell into this position. I knew people there again, you know, my, a lot of my journey can be uh, tied into some some who I know and who I became friends with and who I networked with. Um, you know, it is a very 
very open community. It's very collaborative, um, which I've always really loved about it. So getting to know people and, uh, you know, a lot of like homebrew clubs and stuff like that, you'll find a lot of folks coming in from. As far as the like more traditional education paths, there are, um, you know, great programs. There are more brewing programs opening all over the place now. Um, Siebel mm-hmm. is a very old institution. That's one um, that has like a transfer program. So you do some time in Germany and then you do some time in Chicago if you decide to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of places have decided to transition to some online stuff. So I believe Siebel has a, you know, hybrid online program as well. Mm-hmm. Um, UC Davis is one of the oldest and, you know, most uh, well-regarded brewing science programs in, in the mm-hmm. country and in the world, really. Um, you know, if you really want to go to Germany, you can do Weistefan and learn the, the classic way to become a traditional uh, titled brewmaster. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many ways to do it. Um, UC Davis also works with the uh, Master Brewers Association of Americas. Mm. Um, which is a professional organization. They take uh, memberships from uh, student memberships um, and stuff like that as well. So there's always, you know, that kind of path where uh, they have like more intensive courses. You can do like two weeks at a time. You can go learn Mm -hmm. basics of engineering, packaging, cellaring, stuff like that. Um, So that's kind of like the the pathway that one might want to take for, you know, really traditional brewing, you know, industry specific um, backgrounds, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of other paths that you can take. There's a lot of educational backgrounds that tie really well into this into this industry. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And thank you for mentioning the different programs out there, like building that college list and and doing research on the different programs and what is the best match for you culturally as well. There's a lot of research that goes into it. So thank you. Yeah, and um, I know that you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of science that's related within um, the field of making beer. So for the students listening, what type of classes do you really recommend that they really focus on and different preparation, either it be internships, externships, shadowing programs that you recommend? So depending on like what your focus is, there's really, or your interests are, there's really a Mm -hmm. lot of things that you can do. So um, in the labs that, uh, the lab folks that we've had at my past couple of breweries, um, we've had people that are like really great at management and just have like more of a general uh, background. One of my friends had, it was agricultural science from UC Davis and she ended up being a lab manager for a bunch of places and had like a really wide, uh, broad background. Whereas, um, you know, actually in, my last two breweries, actually left hand and at um, Russian River Brewing, we had one person with their master's in biology, one person with a um, bachelor's in chemistry, and then actually the exact opposite on the next brewery where we had one folks, uh, one one young woman with a bachelor's in bio and one with a master's mm-hmm. in chemistry. So that's um, really whatever kind of makes you, you interested, you know, like yeast health is like a really huge part of the brewery house and the brewery, um, you know, which is all organic and, and biological, uh, science, whereas, you know, just being able to perform these tests and understanding, you know, a lot of the different, uh, chemicals that go into this and reagents and things that go into like the actual lab work and preparing, um, media for samples and stuff like a chemistry background is also, uh, extremely relevant to doing any sort of lab or science work as far as a brewery is concerned. You're experimenting and blessing our taste buds. So thank you for all the effort and um, education that goes into it. 
Great. So what do you really enjoy about this field and position and what's challenging? Um, I really enjoy, uh, I work like working with my hands. Maybe a challenge right now is that I'm doing that a little bit less. But uh, one of the things that you need to also worry about, and I can't stress enough if you get into production, is uh, learn ergonomic lifting and take uh, make sure that, yeah. that uh, you really take that to heart because uh, your backs and your livers are generally things that go first when you're when you're a production brewer um, wow. but as a as a side yes the physical labor is uh rewarding but also something that you need to really keep a very like be very mindful about your body and the way that you move and the way you're lifting um so that is both something that actually really is a double-edged sword on that it is very very nice to be able to come home and you're just tired and you know you've like really worked all day and you know you've put something out the door that uh, ultimately people makes people laugh and enjoy themselves and are, are happy. And at the same time, like, you know, just don't hurt your back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in my current position, um, I really like the management aspect. I really like having, you know, helping a team and trying to, trying to foster these, uh, younger brewers that are, some of them are my age when I started, some of them are a little younger, some of them are a little older and trying to, mm-hmm. uh, kind of develop people, and develop their skills and their knowledge and uh, trying to, you know, research and learn things that I haven't learned just because questions come up from somebody that's, you know, been in the industry or just starting in the industry. They've been here for three months and, you know, people will surprise you. And the last question will be like, I have no idea. I'm going to mm-hmm. go ahead and find that. And then I'm going to report back to you. And the same thing with people that have been in it for a really long time, you know, the, yeah. the collaboration and the, the, teamwork um is something that i really like and um big picture projects and both in the sense of uh you know developing you know new processes or ways to scale up or ways to do things easier versus the really nitty-gritty processes of learning how to you know control try to get another two percent viability or another three percent yield out of something is also the kind of stuff that i really that i'm really enjoying in my current position Mm -hmm. yeah so if definitely um the dynamicism of the industry you know mm-hmm. it is a production facility um and it is dealing with something that you know is created with through real life biological processes so um trying to get as consistent as possible without ever uh in a constantly changing environment is both challenging and a lot of fun yeah. um but yeah it's you're pretty much never have a completely smooth day at the brewery. It's almost like if you go home and everything's completely wrapped up, like it feels like something is off (laughs) when perfect or not. Yeah. There's always more stuff to do. I'm so fascinated that you mentioned a challenge is ergonomic lifting. And that's something to pay attention to. I would have never thought that's something that you all have to do because when we do go to these breweries, I see there's like forklifts and all that sorts, but obviously you still have to do labor overall. So, yeah, the, that's that's tends to be like an economy of scale kind of thing. You know, something that's really great about hen houses, we do put the money into uh, minimizing the amount that people have to, you know, brute force anything or lift kegs or anything like that. You know, we mm-hmm. we tend to put uh, quality of worker and quality of you know. Um, working environment before uh we're putting you know just just being able to do things faster um mm-hmm. you know we make sure to we make sure to backflow from things that will make it a little bit easier on the person so that when we do get faster 
and have mm-hmm. to do more. It's uh, it's not as it's not as stressful. It's not just moving a box twice as fast. It's being able to do it the same speed, but a little bit more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I love that you brought up the the business aspect of it as well. There's so much more to being a brewmaster than mixing beer and figuring out what tastes good. So um, that's really eye opening to hear about. And I'm curious, you, you say that there's oftentimes things aren't going to be the smoothest, which is how it is for all job fields. Are there times where like a batch of beer that you all made just isn't up to your quality? Like, what do you do about that? And how often does that happen? Um, doesn't happen often, luckily, but um, it kind of, there's a lot of ways that you can deal with it depending on like what the actual issue is like if something isn't quite up to spec or it's very close you know there's a lot of options uh for like blending away and stuff like that so you can take take a couple batches and um you know kind of get them back into until like whatever your spec is um so a place like new belgium brewing or um you know even anheuser-busch anything like that i think the average number of batches in a single can of bush is like in the hundreds um just because they do keep all these tests and everything and um you know, hit these exact specifications. Um, same with like a new Belgium brewing, they did, you know, almost a million barrels a year. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, they have so many tests and inline different, um, monitors and control systems that often you're not just putting one tank into one tank. You're often putting multiple batches worth of tanks into, into the final, final package product. So that all the specs and everything that you're looking for all balance out. So, because it is like such an organic thing, even on that scale where you're doing millions of kegs a year, um, it's still like an organic process. So everything is always slightly, slightly different. So you spend a lot of time in the lab um, doing trials and, and blending things to make sure that everything's as, as uniform and as high quality as possible. Yeah, that's great. There's a lot of technology used, sounds like. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, if it's just rotten, just you know, take the hit, <laughs> take care of it. And it makes a lot of sense. You experiment with a like, smaller batch and then you do at scale. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Learning a lot in this interview. <laughs> okay. Last one for you. Any advice that you have for students listening in that are interested in pursuing this field? Yeah. Um, you know, Work on lifting, knowing that um, depending on what you're going to do uh, or what you want to do, if you want to be in production, just know that it is, um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the outside glamour disappears a little bit when you're in there lifting and sweating and doing hard work. Um, it's not just drinking all day, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I mean, it can be on the weekends, but there's so many paths to take that if you really want to be in the beer industry, there are a lot of ways to do it. Um, Part of my going back for environmental science is that that's just something that, you know, we it is a very uh, water and waste heavy industry. So like some of the projects I'm working on right now are how to like side stream our yeast and hop and troube and, you know, our waste product to see like if we can give it to somewhere like Recology for um, for use for for um their composting program where they they actually take all this kind of effluent and they turn it back into uh, compost for, you know, a lot of local farms and stuff like that, you know, taken into consideration, like the really high nutrient content of the stuff that we're, we're side streaming or even just putting down the drain and trying to find a way to, um, 
make better use of it. So um, environmental concerns are something that can be a career. Um, engineering is something that can really go into this too. You know, you're building something like a $50 million facility and it's got this intricate pipe work and there's a lot of moving parts. So engineers um, are always somebody that, you know, can have a field here. Um, classic brewing science. You can also do, um, if you're interested in any sort of technology, packaging, um, you know, biochemistry, like there's, there's really space for everybody in the field, you know, marketing, um, you know, if you want to, we have a whole marketing team and they have a, a whole marketing background. They're not brewing scientists, but they are, uh, excellent at what they do and they get people into tasting rooms. Um, yeah, yeah so really there's, good. there's a little bit of everything for sure. Um, mm -hmm. I think you can, you can take a very nonlinear path like I did. Um, you know, I didn't necessarily need any theater background to uh, become a brewmaster, though maybe sometimes it helps when I uh, sit in situations like this, who would have thought 17 yeah. years ago. I think you can really turn any any path into that into that passion if you're if you're dedicated to it. And there's a lot of resources out there to um, to get you there. Really good point. There's a lot of different ways to get into the field and it's a business at the end of the day. So there's marketing functions, sales functions. And if this is a passion and interest for folks when it comes to beer overall, this could be a good option for them as well. And are there any internships or anything that Hen House is doing? Um, we're not doing internships right now. Uh, we are just starting to have some conversations with UC Davis about doing like a mentorship program. So we're That's starting great. to look into um, into figuring out how to do more stuff like this, more and more outreach directly to, mm -hmm. to students and kind of give them some coaching like this um, through that program. So a lot of these a lot of these uh, students have already decided that this is you know what they're going to focus on, what they want to do. So we're going to just starting to develop a program where we're going to be able to work with these students and kind of give them, give them advice and answer questions and try to try to help them get where they want to be um, in their careers. Um, as far as internships, like at Hen House, um, we generally don't do internships, especially, um, you know, we don't participate in any like unpaid sort of labor or anything like that. I think that mm -hmm. everybody should be paid for their time. Um, yeah. But we're generally, if people are looking, we are pretty much, um, always looking for packaging folks and always, always keeping somebody in our, in our, in our hat. Um, you know, we are rapidly expanding. So there are opportunities for people that are, that are interested in doing more than, more than one element of that. You know, there's always entry level jobs in logistics and packaging and, um, you know, even sales sometimes. So there's a, there's, and, even just in the bars and the breweries and the tasting rooms, there's a lot of great ways to learn, learn more about, about these opportunities and where you can kind of go and get a foot in. Mm -hmm. And that's great to hear that Hanaus is partnering for the mentorship program, especially uh, for UC Davis as well, being one of the premier programs. Zach, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation. I learned a lot and um, it's a good point. You're not just drinking beer all day and tasting beer. There's a lot that goes into it. And I especially loved learning about how there are a lot of different majors that you could dive into uh, in order to enter the field as well. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm glad to glad to have this conversation. And um, if anybody has any further follow up or advice or anything that they need, feel free to reach out to Tiffany and she will put you into contact with me. I'm always always happy to uh, 
try to help the next generation of great brewmasters. All right, folks, that's all for today. Please go ahead and subscribe. We'll do more informational interviews such as this and leave your comments below. As Zach mentioned, if you have any questions about different programs and uh, we can try to get those answered for you as well. We'll see you next time.